1: I just started saying to her through my spirit, through like, I guess, telepathic communication. Um, it's okay. Like her dad had passed years before and I was saying, you know, it's okay. Like he's waiting for you, and I could I could see it all. I could see a portal in the clouds opening. I could see her team waiting, and her face just started to soften. And I could feel her coming into joy. One of the things that happened was like my human side wanted to say it's okay, like you're forgiven. But then like my spirit intercepted, and it was like no, like there's there's nothing to be, to forgive. It's all perfect. Like it's all perfect. Hi. I'm
0: Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between. Have you ever wondered why or how some people come into their spiritual awakening? Today, I have Dr. Karen Luis on. She is an award-winning author, speaker, master life coach, soul guide, and course creator with a PhD in counseling and education. And today, we're going to talk about how she opened up to spirituality impact of loved ones and people that she knows and their deaths and how that helped her in both her work and her life. Welcome, Dr. Karin.
1: Thank you, Amy. It's such a blessing to be here. I was just raving about your show and I hope your listeners know what an important, important uh, portal of information and, con- and, and raising consciousness that you are offering the planet. So I just applaud the work Thank doing.
0: you. Thank you so much. And likewise to you. So let's dive right in. How did your spiritual awakening occur and how has it continued to evolve over your career?
1: Mm-hmm. See, they, such a big question. Um, I will try to nutshell it. Uh, so um, like you, I had a clinical background and was pursuing this um, career. I was teaching at the university. I wanted to be you know, a clinical researcher and, and psychotherapist. And I got all the things and the licenses and Um, I ended up going through an experience that really blew the lid off of my life. I was exploring, um, consciousness and spiritual realms. Like I was, I was intrinsically really interested in it. And there was a course called consciousness in my doctoral program and it was like my favorite course. And so, you know, all these little things started opening. And, and as I was going along the journey, now you can see the awakening is always happening, but there's often a, you know, a blow the lid off event. Um, so the curiosity was there. And then, um, I had someone very close to me, um, take her life. And in the middle of all of this, I was not in a good marriage and I was considering divorce and I had three little babies and I was just struggling so much with, and I'd already been divorced once by the way. So I was like, I was feeling the weight of the world just personally in my life. And here I was trying to be this like person on the outside for my clients and for the social media and at the country club and, and I, I, I was caught in this like paradigm of wanting to help people, but on the inside, like I was really becoming like a shell of myself. So I was in just a personal emotional kind of, um, tsunami of, mm-hmm. of my own just internal battle. So this cataclysmic event happens where, um, this person that I loved Julie um, took her life and I was with someone else and, um, I don't get the details cause they're, they're, um, they're personal, yeah, they're right. sacred, but, um, yes. Um, so if we found her and, um, oh. if anyone's ever been through anything like that, it's, it's a, it's a life-changing, uh, very traumatizing experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'm going to chill if I'm sorry, cause she, she's around. Um, so, uh, that experience, um, was obviously one of the most traumatic, the most traumatic of, of of all time and um so i had to deal with that well in that um time starts going by and i start having all of these like physical ailments and um she had been very sick before she passed and um there was just a lot of things going on with her and i kind of started taking on like these weird ailments and i wasn't putting two and two together because i'd never studied mediumship before i think i'd seen like one psychic like maybe Three years before, but never had explored that realm. And where was um, this other than growing- in your,
0: sorry, in your like, how did this parallel your career? Where were you in your career at this point?
1: This was, um, yeah. So I was about to publish my book, The Fatherless Daughter Project, and um, I had just finished my my doctorate. The book was going to be coming out within a few months, and it was going to um, it was in the final edits, and I was um, seeing clients, but I was at home with with my kids because my kids at that time were um like four and six and six I have twins and then one. Okay. So this um, was like nine yeah. years ago ish. Okay. Yes, it was twenty fourteen. And um so yes. So <sighs> I don't realize what's happening, but like all this dark energy is around me and I'm like hearing voices and I don't know what's going on with me. And, you know, my background being a psychotherapist, I'm like running after my psychologist and my counselor and I'm trying to get back because I've, I've been through depression before my first divorce. So I'm like, maybe I need to be on medication. Like, and, um, you know, I started, I started having a lot of negative, negative coping methods that I used to use when I wasn't doing very well. And that all kind of started coming up. So anyway, I was kind of falling apart. My hair was falling out in chunks. I, I, there was just a lot, um, physically going on with me. So, um, this is about six weeks of an experience and some were in there. Someone gives me a book that was written by a medium, Jamie Butler. that's in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Who's phenomenal. And just, I just innately start reading this and I'm like, something starts making sense to me. And I'm wanting to know about the the crossing over, like what, you know, that's when people usually start, you know, getting interested, somebody close to them dies or they have an NDE. And so you want to understand. So then I'm like, you know, what, what happened here and, you know, suicide is, is an atom bomb for a family. And so mind you, it's, this atom bomb is also going off in my life, but, um, I end up, there's a friend of mine that I respected deeply. She was also, she also had a PhD, but she had done all this shamanic training mm-hmm. and she considered herself a shaman. And so I call her and we go and have lunch in Buckhead and I show up, I've lost like 20 pounds. I I, I just, I look horrible. I look like I've a patient, like I'm on some kind of severe treatment. And as I'm telling her the story, she's like looking at my, over my right shoulder. And I, she's like, well, do you know what's happening? Don't you? And I said, no, she goes, well, she's attached to you. And I was like, oh, what, like, what do you, what are you even talking about? So it turns out that this loved one, part of our soul contract was that um, she needed someone to experience basically like this hell on earth that she was experiencing that led to her, transition and that she and I agreed on a soul level that I would hold this space for her in her transition. And because of her religious background, you know, we kind of recreate our death experience based on our religious beliefs. And so she didn't believe that she was allowed to go on. So, so you, so you can choose when wow. you are crossing over, you can choose. There are souls that don't, they don't feel worthy or for whatever's going on. Like they can say there are like lost souls. I don't understand all of it, but, um, so it turns out that what was happening, I've got so many children. She's right here. I can feel her all up and down the left side of me right now. It's like, it's, it's beautiful. So that's the beautiful part of it is I, she and I like have so much love between us because my gifts started popping open. So all of a sudden it's like, Amy. I just had this like awareness and this knowing just started flooding into me. Like I already knew it, but I didn't know how I was knowing it. And everything that, that my friend was telling me, like, like it felt the, it felt the truest of anything I'd ever felt. Again, raised by a pastor, raised in Church of God, clinical trained, you know, right. therapist. Like I had all the tools, I had all the Bibles and all the things, and none of that fit what was happening. So to me. you were manifest- everything. That-
0: so your physical ailments were the physical ailments that she had experienced. It sounds like not perhaps yeah. not as extreme, but certainly some of that. Right. And you, yes. you started experiencing that after her death. But you couldn't identify it at the time that this was her energy. It was only until you, it was only once you met with this medium. Did you meet with the medium or you got the book and then you yes. met with the medium? Mm-hmm. And
1: the medium. Well, these are two different people, two different gotcha. people. Yeah. Okay. So the medium, I was reading her book, who I did meet with eventually. But yes, I met with a, a shaman, shaman who could also see spirits. Okay. So the shaman friend
0: who was also mm-hmm. clinically trained. So we have a lot of clinically yes. trained people here. And she yeah. says she's attached to you and you're like okay well what do you do with that now yeah
1: i'm like what the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where
0: is this in where, uh, where g- uh
1: genesis accessodicus Exodus, and numbers um so you know it the beautiful part is it's like she started saying you need to she want it is part of my soul contract with her that I will help her to cross, but she needed someone to experience. And that was part of our the kind of like sisterhood that I, so, so I realized like all of a sudden the knowing just started coming. Oh my gosh, like that's what's wrong with me. I am manifesting her ailments like that. And it was a lot of like GI issues. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was, it was. Um it was, it was, it was so substantial. And then I had this awareness it and she said, you'll know what to do. She needs you to help her cross over because she doesn't feel worthy because the Baptist church she was raised in and we were getting, you know, the, 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 the family was getting a lot of pushback saying, I oh, was, she, you know, she didn't go to heaven and it was all that right, was going right. on. So I left that restaurant where we were, had the meeting here in, in Atlanta. I pulled over into a parking lot and I had a sunroof. And not that she needed the sunroof, but I like <laughs> opened the sunroof and I, it was early fall and I just got this flood of knowing. And my friend that was sitting with me, she's like, you also are a shaman. You are about to open up. And she's like, this is your entryway. This is your portal. And I just started having this conversation with her in my mind's eye. I wasn't audibly hearing her. I just like, I, well, now I know at the time, no training. Okay. None. I could feel this expansion. It's like I took up the entire inside of my SUV. My ears were popping. That's one of the first signs of, of um, paranormal activity or spirit activity because their vibration is so high. It's like being up in an airplane, the frequency of the air changes around you. So your ears might pop. So it felt like popcorn's going off in my head and I could see her face in my mind. It was like that painting the scream. Like there was so much torture I I could feel, you know, and as doing the work that I do, like, you know, that empathic side that we're all trying not to do, but I could feel all of it. And I just started saying to her through my spirit, through like, I guess, telepathic communication. Um, it's okay. Like her dad had passed years before. And I was saying, you know, it's okay. Like he's waiting for you. And I could, I could see it all. I could see a portal in the clouds opening. I could see her team waiting and her face just started to soften and I could feel her coming into joy. And Mm -hmm. like these words were coming to me. And it's like, I, I like my, like one of the things that happened was like my human side wanted to say, it's okay. Like you're forgiven. But then like my spirit intercepted and it was like, no, like there's there's nothing to be, to forgive. It's all perfect. Like it's all perfect. There's nothing that she did that's wrong. This is her choice. This is her soul's exit, and she doesn't need to be forgiven. She just is welcome. She's home. Like she's ready to go home, and it's perfect. And I've got so wow. Many chills I on have all over.
0: I have the chills now as well. It's, it's amazing. So that was how. So I saw
1: her leave. So then I saw, I felt this lightness and I saw her expand into this joy and this love. And so then, you know, as a medium and as a, during that communication, you get to feel it. You know, I get to feel. So then there, there was this flood of love and joy and acceptance. And I saw her go and I, and, it, and this lightness just happened. And I was, you know, I called my friend immediately and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, oh my God. And she's laughing. And I'm like, what's the deal with the ear popping? Like what? I feel like I'm out of my body. And she was going into meetings. She's like, look it up. She's like, we'll talk later. So you didn't, then I start, you you know,
0: you just are in your car and the occurrence happens. It's not like, Um, so how long between when your friend noticed that your embodied friend noticed that your disembodied friend, um, what was the time frame between that and when when the friend who was disembodied
1: um transcended? Oh, it was in, within an hour. Oh, <laughs> I left okay. the lunch. Okay. We, okay. I was meeting with my friend. yeah, okay. I literally when I left, I'm like I can't carry this anymore. Gotcha. I I I yeah, and I'm like I have to get this off of my body, but you know, and and so yeah, it was immediate. And then and then it started. And then I went and saw the woman who, Jamie Butler, who wrote the book. Um, and then, yeah, then it, the floodgates opened and I discovered all these gifts and I started having communication and the mediumship opened and it, yeah, it was just a so total So does weight. she, is,
0: is your friend who, who died? Is she still, do
1: you still experience her?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like just I just now. was, <laughs> right. but like how often, how common is that for you?
1: if I, anytime, you know, anytime you think about a loved one, anytime you draw them into your awareness, they're right there. And, um, so as much as I want, you know, I have, um, at the time I was so hungry for what this newness was, that it was very often I would go into meditation and, and you know, have telepathic communication with her. And, um, I would go in, I would go and see this medium Jamie Butler. She um, has Claire um, audience and, and Claire, she can see. And so she, um, w- would translate a lot of the information that I wasn't able to get um, because my abilities aren't near what Jamie's are. But she, I mean, so my loved one would come in the room along with everybody else, and so I started really exploring that. And then, you know, I got all the answers to all the questions that I, that I had. But um, very extraordinary and how <laughs> very unexpected. And, and
0: what what did your physical symptoms look like after that? Like how quickly did they remit once your friend transcended, crossed over?
1: Well, I emotionally which was the hardest part, the emotional part of it, I started finding very immediate peace because I started understanding that the, the density of the the traumas are lifting us. as far as the physical symptoms. It took a little while because what I realized then, um, so <laughs> there was a certain way that my body basically was evacuating, um, <laughs> such a weird thing to even bring up here, but it's somebody, somebody may be going through it. Uh, there was a certain way that I was letting go of the toxins that I had taken in my body and
0: beyond just her toxins or yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So some of that, um, continued for a while. And if anyone's going through that, like that's a symptom, our bodies is very often, um, we'll just find ways to release. And so, I mean, I, I still had some of those symptoms, but the, the, the lightness that I felt then, and then the, um, The, the darkness went away. So, so I had to learn to protect myself. So, Mm -hmm. so whenever you start to wake up, um, you know, and I've heard you talk about this in a number of interviews, you know, you're, you're like a, there's like a big spotlight on you. Right. So any being that wants to communicate, including these lost souls, they're like, you know, so I would lay in bed and I would, (laughs) yeah, I would hear voices and like, um, So, you know, there was just so much extraordinary stuff that happened, but I I learned very quickly how to protect myself. Mm -hmm. So once I learned that, those other crazy things and that darkness, and I was able to then detach that from me. And so the darkness, which was the hardest part, that lifted um, pretty quickly. So
0: how did this start to inform your work or what does your work look like incorporating these pieces into it? I think this is For those of us who are working in the clinical space, who are opening to these experiences, which I know there are so many people that are because they reach out to me kind of privately like, hey, I'm in in the field. I'm a doctor. I'm a, you know, I'm a physical therapist. I'm a psychologist, but I don't want anybody to know. What is that? I think it's important for us to talk
1: about what that work specifically looks like for us in our day-to-day work. It, yes. I mean, it, the journey of that has, it's going to continue. We're all evolving, right? We're evolving collectively. I mean, you and I are here to be bridges and, um, you know, I I still, I mean, I, I now use the word medium and and channel and clairvoyant freely. I put it in like my profiles where that took, I mean, like seven years before, because I mean, also my mom was a pastor Mm. and, you know, it, I got a lot of pushback. Like it's, it's, you know, that's one of the really the hardest things, but like, so now, um, so I transitioned out of being a licensed psychotherapist and now I don't, I I do life coaching. So I don't carry that license anymore, but is that because of this piece? I just didn't really need it with the work that I do now. And so no one's ever asked me for it. It doesn't. Um, and, and it, it, it's really a matter of the time. Like I, I spend so much time in deep study, spiritual study that like I, I, I literally ran. It's like, I had to just like let one thing go. So I'm like, okay, it's just a matter of time. And so, um, it's, uh, I, so during, so the way it, it informs sessions is so I'm really open about it when I was doing like psychotherapy, it it was like the ethical thing. And it's like, now I kind of write my own rules. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody wants to have that during a session, I'll do intuitive readings, um, I really prefer to work with groups, but when I, when I'm working one-on-one at a really high level, um, I will start to get messages if if you want to receive them from loved ones. Like, you know, I'll, I'll kind of open up and go into that dimension and I'll start to reach. I work with tarot cards a lot too. Um, and I'll get, you know, love messages from, from your team. And, um, so that will start to direct the sessions and, you know, before, like before I came on here and before I worked any, every single day I meditate and, um, you know, I'll pull cards for myself. I go into channels sometimes on my own, just asking for more information. Um, all the things like, you know, channel writing and all the stuff just to, um, continue to give me information because, you know, I'm here like you to help people. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to give you the highest caliber information. And so, um, it's weaving, it with the clinical, because as we know, the clinical really grounds people, right? So I'll reference research a lot. And I'm, right now I'm doing my own research. I have a, a, a survey out right now. And so I, I love that, mm. but I'm not so tied to diagnoses anymore. I don't really yeah, like, I'll I've, refer to them I've because I like, it gives- I've never been super yeah. tied to diagnoses. I think they give us, right, they give clinicians is- a way to
0: talk to one another, but I don't feel like it helps me understand the person sitting in front of me in any capacity.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, and, and it holds some um, like, there's a label with that, that then like, you know, I really try to work with people on using the word my, for my depression, my bipolar, but I'm like, you know, cause then you're, I'm like, why don't we call it the depression or let's, let's take it like, yeah, all that stuff. So that, you know, I, I've kind of undone that. So it sounds like you and I are on the same page there because I think that they're I, I'm not a big fan of staying in therapy for years and years and years and years and unpacking your past forever. I mean, I, and I did it, I did it for for a very long time and it's, it's helps my work. But I also know that now I really want, I want to work with people that are really ready to move forward. Like you want to up level, like you don't want to sit in your trauma anymore. Do your trauma work. Like I'm a big believer in EMDR. It healed me from a lot of childhood abuse, but when you're ready to move forward and springboard your spiritual path and you want to be with someone who like, has walked that journey, like that's where I, wanna, I like to meet people.
0: And one of the things you talk about, which is so important in this space, I find this often with my patients, is loneliness as you're on this journey. As you start, I, I call yeah. it when you start to heal, you start to look around and see how many others, it, and this is not with judgment, it's just... Different people are at different places on the path, but oftentimes people bring in others who are of a similar level of, um, they're at a similar point in the path. And then you keep walking forward and suddenly the uh, people, thank you, a similar level of consciousness. And then you keep walking forward into this greater level of consciousness and you look around and the people around you are not there anymore. And that can be a really, really, lonely and disappointing feeling. Can you speak a little Mm. bit more to that? Oh
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause one of the other things that happens very often is, you know, relationships and divorce. And so, you know, I ended up, you know, personally making that decision. Um, there's, there are a million stories in there where spirit actually helped me find information that I needed to validate Mm. what I thought was going on. Um, and, you know, that decision is, it is, it's, it's almost crippling, especially if you've already done it once and you have children. And, um, so, you know, if like what you're talking about specifically, you know, those intimate relationships. And so me walking away from that, that life, which was a big life, right? It was, we were really well known in Atlanta. I was in the country club. I mean, it, it, you know, right from the outside, it looked, it looked like everything. Yeah. And you know, I had the big ring, we had the giant house, and um there was a lot to lose, Mm -hmm. right? But really what I was losing was who I was. And so people that are going through this, you know, so you know, we have the the intimate, the marriage. And so I I did walk away and it was it was the loneliest but the most liberating. Mm -hmm. It's both, Mm -hmm. right? So you have both of these, you're living in this polarity. And um, but what happened, and I already kind of knew it when I went through the other divorce, was a lot of times you lose like you had that whole wave of like married friends that kind of don't want to hang around you anymore. Cause it's almost like, they think it's like, like uh, what's the word? Um, like they're going to, that it's, um, Oh, contagious. So yeah. thank you. Contagious. We're, we'll fill in each other's sentences <laughs> today. Um, so, so there's that, but then also, you know, people started seeing, cause I'm on, you know, I'm out on social media. And so you, I stopped getting the invitations I was getting, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the balance of that is like what you just said later on, like I'm the one that when someone has an experience or they're about to go through a divorce or they're waking up and they're wondering what the hell is going on on the planet and they want to talk to somebody like I'm the person that they're calling. Right. Like I've, so I've gotten a lot of those secret phone calls. Um, but the loneliness and that's why it's really important to, to like find groups, to find, um, online platforms to surround yourself purposefully Mm -hmm. because, you know, I found for myself and I've seen a lot of people do this. Um, it's kind of like, you'll go down a rabbit hole and very often you'll find someone that you really align with. There's like, maybe there's a medium or there's, and you kind of get addicted to them. Like I've seen this happen over and over again. Well, it's sort and of it, like, so, the like
0: guru, I, the guru theory, right? Yeah. Like people find these gurus.
1: Oh. Yeah. And then, we well, and then the temptation is, you, oh, well, yeah. And then you get addicted and I like, you kind of unplug and it's, it's almost like a, it, it's kind of part of the rite of passage of it, but it's like, so it's important to talk about it. It's like, just know, and this was important for me when I finally got to this point, I was up in the ethers for like a year, mm-hmm. a year and a half. Like all I wanted to do was talk to dead people. All I wanted to do, cause I felt so misunderstood here. And you know, there was all of that turmoil and you know, I'd been through all this other stuff with a, a son and I- well, and there is this like, once you connect in that way
0: and you feel that sort of expansiveness that you talked about and that like not being in a
1: physical body, it is very seductive in that way. That's a good word. It feels so good. But the, but then after, so probably about a year and a half in, two years in, like I finally had this awareness because somebody said it to me in the right way. That was like, you're still here to be human mm-hmm. and this feels super good, but you and look, everyone's on their path. So wherever you are is perfect. And if that's where you are and that's where you really feel like you need to be, you know, then be where you feel called. But I know for me, I really needed to be here and ground so I could serve. And I also needed, I also wanted to experience life again, like as a human. So I kind of had to have this like reinsertion, Ah. (laughs) like a little bit of a normalizing, like reaching out to some people just so I could ground because when you're up there, it's kind of like you're unreachable, you know? And you also are here to live a life um, and be here for your kids and be here for, you know, the world. And to, so I had to, so I wanted to, not I had to, but I chose to then learn how to be a bridge okay, and ground in the 3D and to try to walk people into 4D and 5D. So yeah, there, there, there are a lot of, a million experiences in there that, yeah, blue, blew my mind. And
0: how how do you recommend starting to shift into more sacred spaces in our lives? What does that mean? What does that look like practically?
1: Well I think the the biggest piece of the sacred spaces is the self-love piece and the and the piece the the part where you're spending time with you. You know, meditation means to become familiar with. And um hmm,
0: I love that interpretation. I've never heard that
1: said before. Yeah I the Latin think. word means to become familiar with. And so, so what you're doing is you're, you're rooting back into who you are. So now where I am, you know, some, what, eight, nine years later is I'm like, you're actually remembering who you are. So again, meditation to become familiar with, you're becoming familiar with your consciousness, with your thoughts. And there's a million ways to describe it, but it's really, it's not that you have to get totally quiet. And I mean, it's, 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 people stop meditating because they don't, they, they're like, I can't do it. Nobody says that it's easy at first. Nobody. And I don't thoughts come and go, but it's a matter of being more aware and conscious of of where you are. And then what I have found the biggest pain with all of my clients, because I I do work with men too, but primarily women is the self-love piece is like, we've just given it away. And, you know, that is tied to the sacred, the sacredness of who we are, which is source we are i use the word source now for god but you know you have source in your dna and you know right now we're in this collective awakening where you know we're all these light codes are opening up and our dna is activating and that's the kind of work that i'm doing now and it's like what you're doing is you're reconnecting to the love inside of you which is source inside of you which the world and trauma has separated you from so when you so can came, i stop
0: you for one sec when you talk about light codes and yeah. dna activation can you Can you explain and break that down a little bit in terms of what exactly that means? So
1: I'm still trying to understand it. (laughs) Um, But what I understand to be true is that, you know, we have been told that 95% of our DNA, you know, is, is inactive and it's junk DNA and I mean, it doesn't make sense to me that we would be created with 95% junk DNA. So what is really happening as we're right now, those of us that are choosing to walk down the path of of expansion and activation and raising our consciousness, you are actually activating those latent parts of your DNA and you'll know it when you have like these aha moments. And so there are filaments and codes within us and there are very complex. I'm reading Barbara Merceniac's books right now. I'm I'm trying to understand. I'm, I'm like, wait, what are the books? What are the books? Barbara Marciniak is an incredible channel. Okay. Um, she channels Palladian knowledge. Mm. And so they basically say that the history of the earth is embedded in our DNA, the history of the universe, and that what's happening when you have these aha moments as you're activating and raising in consciousness, as you're actually opening up. And so the word they put on them is light codes. Okay. And so right now, if you pay attention to any people that are like posting the Schumann's resonance, or, I mean, it's scientifically shown, right? Like I mean, that shit's real. It's like the sun is, is part of this and, and it's, it's, it's sending all of this energy. And, and I don't, I'm not, I don't scientifically fully understand it, but I do know that there is an activation happening within us on this planet and that we are popping open latent DNA that is giving us awareness and connection to who we are, which is not separate from love, not separate from each other, but connected to a higher knowing where we're getting all these abilities that are kicking back in, right? Like this, the psychic, Yeah. yeah, yeah cause it's yeah. the truth. Um, yeah. So that, so look, like you just had a light coat. It's open. so, it's
0: so interesting. Cause <laughs> I don't know that this has anything to do with this, but this weekend I just did a sound healing, a transformational breath work and sound healing, which I've been doing every other week. And outside the, it's done in this beautiful barn and outside the barn, there was like this, I don't know if you can hear that. It was like a tap tapping, like constantly. It sounded like, to me, it sounded like a typewriter. Like someone was taking notes. And at the end of the the um, healing, the facilitator said, thank you to a resident woodpecker who was pecking holes and whatnot. And I'm thinking, okay, that's possible. But like there was something while I was in that state where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like literally this little, whatever this creature is, is taking notes on like the whatever everybody here is releasing, expanding, letting go of, it was like, okay, is this how the Akashic Records gets transcribed in some way? Mm -hmm. And then as soon as the session was over, the pecking stopped. And I'm like, I could be, this could sound totally crazy. It kind of sounds crazy to me even as I'm talking about it, but it was something in that moment that was very, felt very profound to me. And I was like, what is happening here?
1: What is, so it's coming into your awareness because it's, it is truth. And, um, and it sounds, I am crazy. so obsessed. It sounds uh, crazy. It, 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 all, all <laughs> the galactic truth sounds crazy. I mean, any, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course it does. That's so it's all tied together. And so, yes, yes. And yes. And that knowing that you have, so that's funny. Cause a woodpecker was just at my bird feeder this morning and I was thinking about woodpecker energy and I collect feathers. Um, there's a bunch of woodpecker feathers back on my shelf behind me it is all connected. So whatever you just translated in that experience is a yes for whatever realm or way that is. So you, you may be the first person that's channeled that information that woodpecker actually has some kind of a, a Morse code, uh, a recorder that somehow then, somehow then is this is coming through, that it's being um, encoded into the earth. And so yeah, the woodpecker uses that talent to, to harvest, but what you experience that's not a coincidence. That is a full synchronicity where the universe passed that knowledge through you. And then it just came up now because it needs to be validated and put into the ether. So yes, that was being encoded into the earth and then up through each one of you during that, during that session, because that sound was was um, mingling with the sound of of the healing session. So that's freaking awesome. Okay.
0: I mean, and I'm like, <laughs> what, like, Like, who's going to hear this and be like, this woman is crazy. like She's lost her mind.
1: Crazier, the better.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. It is. If we knew, like, if we knew, like, the amount of, of all, like, all of that, it's all, there's an orchestra around us. Like, so the other day, so I was outside, it's in the exact same line of thought, cicadas. Um, so uh, what I was gonna say is if you knew the orchestra of, of, of attention and wisdom and messaging that's trying to get through to you at all times, you would be shocked. So the other mm. night I, I was walking and the cicadas here are super loud right now. Right. And so All of a sudden, I I got this awareness that like a sound bowl, I'm very so sound right now, you know, we're finding out scientifically that it actually helps heal, you know, it aligns the chakras and heals the Mm -hmm. body. And um, we're still, they're trying to understand it, but nature, like the woodpecker, it has a natural rhythm of sounds that are innate to, you know, the voice of our earth. And so when I heard the cicadas out two two days ago, I got so highly activated and, and this channel came through and it was like. The rhythm of the cicadas is here to activate our systems. And I got this full download that it, if you can just tune into those cicadas, they're here during this season because they activate your, um, they help to heal your nervous system um, and they activate. So then I was asking, um, what is it that it's coming through? And they said, you know, the cicada lifespan is, it's like seven years underground and like two weeks or something like it's very, Yeah, I think it's like
0: 14 years or 17 years, but it's like something crazy for seven. They're out for like two weeks and
1: then they're back down. Or right. Yeah. And they, and they, they seems like um, a lot of work for re- light. <laughs> exactly. But so that's what was coming through is, and they said the vitality that they have when they're here for that condensed two weeks is so strong. And they, and they, I'm saying my guides were saying to me, I was just getting a knowing, I was getting a download. We're saying that rhythm and that, that pitch is the vitality of the universe. And if you can just tune into it, you're going to be downloading the codes of, of, of vitality and life into your systems. And it will serve to heal your nervous system. So, da- so call it crazy, but that so through. downloading
0: the codes or these light codes, these activations are just sort of rewiring our nervous systems in that way. Is that like when we can open ourselves up to them, they rewire our nervous system.
1: I think all of our systems. I think um, for me, I was asking specifically what system, because I mean, of course, we have a lot of systems. Um, I think our nervous system has been so freaking fried. And, you know, when we go into trauma and all we've done has been introduced with trauma the past two years collectively, um, which is triggering all of our trauma. I mean, it's just trauma, trauma. So I think the nervous system right now is really asking to be healed. So I mean, I can't um, think of another time
0: in history.
1: I'm sure there have been. Where people's nervous systems are so hyper aroused. Yeah, I mean you're just in trauma all the time, and so the Earth is here to heal you. The, so, per what she just said and what I just said, anyone that's listening, like if you have moments of awareness when you're out and you hear something that is a little unusual or you notice a rhythm, like I had a, I've had a, um, recently, a, a, um a brown thrasher come to my back window. And like there was like a month period after my last breakup that he just came and was tapping. And I mean, there was no coincidence and he's never come again. He never came before, but he was, you know, and I was getting downloads for the messages. He was, he was just serving. So the, these creatures are serving as messengers mm. and, you know, it's all source incarnate. It's all, we're all one. So if you tune in in a way, and yes, your mental mind is going to say, that's crazy, right? Like you just heard us process, you know, and we have pretty smart minds. If you can drop out of that, like self-judgment and just say, well, what if, like, what Mm -hmm. if, and let like, like you listened to um, Amy explore, like that, you just kind of played with your imagination. Like, well, what if this was some kind of code?" And you let it flow. So what you were doing was channeling some really cool information. And imagination is your soul's voice, which is source giving information through you. Well, and
0: in that moment, I I was clear that was what it was. Like, this was not a woodpecker. This was like someone taking notes. Um what was happening. Really cool. But then- Really cool. I mean- Then as I woke up and was more, and obviously when I was in the sound healing and my guides are there and I really feel the presence of that, it feels very real. It's like, this is reality. Yeah. And we could get in a whole other conversation about the nature of reality probably. But then as soon as you know, you come back into your body and this is what you were talking about. It feels so good to be expansive, to be in that place of just like creativity and imagination and wonder and awe of like what's happening. Then you come back in into your body and it's like, oh, it was a woodpecker and I'm just making stuff up.
1: So that's going from, you're probably up in like 6, 7D, at very least 5D. So going back to your question about creating this, the sacred space, that's why creating those purposeful moments where you can access, and it can just be like right now I have binaural beats on in my bedroom. Like that's a tune that that raises your consciousness. Like being intentional about... Finding a way to just connect to something that feels higher than you, because when you're in that space of of your consciousness raises, you actually expand. And when you're in that expanded, you're in a vessel that then is receptive to those messages. So, yes, you drop back into 3D and stuff happens with your kids and the news and all that. But that's why that sacred practice is so important, because not only are you getting access to information that you really want to have in your life? Cause you're getting divine guidance. You're improving your immunity. When you go into states of like, when you're we all channel at different times, but when you go into those states where you're connected and channeling, you actually stop aging. Like you, your body is held in such a space of high consciousness that the, those dense energies of the earth, they can't live there. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that space, you can't feel jealous. You can't feel competitive. You can't feel shame or regret or blame. None of that can live there. Like you think about it, like not, none of those thoughts cross your mind when you're in that space, you know, cause they can't exist in that density. Mm-hmm. So when we get pulled back in those energies, they're the, you know, the lower consciousness energies can come in. That's why it's so important to create those sacred spaces on a daily basis i have a walk in the woods every day and i have meditation in my room every day like it is a non-negotiable some days i hit bliss some days i can't get right some days it's the stress the out of my head list. yep yeah and it's okay i know I'm it's totally... okay it, it, it always will bring you up even if you're just taking deep breaths and just listening to a sound ball you can turn it on on youtube like if there's so much available to you even if it's just a few minutes of deep breathing you are making a difference. You are boosting your immunity. You are calming your nervous system, and you are resetting yourself for the day. It's really imperative for your path.
0: Well, Karen, if people want to find out, find out more about you, about your work, can you let us know where? I mean, we could talk for hours. I might All come day. visit you in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> <laughs> come visit. Um, don't come until this heat wave is over. I think it's going like to be in like one hundred. I know it's supposed to be. I'm sure you yeah, guys are getting. Yeah, it's supposed a- to
0: be a hundred and like it said a hundred
1: and ten. <sighs> Yeah oh yeah I forgot one of the hottest times I've ever been was when I was in Chicago. <laughs> You're like in that bowl of heat. Um yes okay. Uh I know we can keep going. So my website is drkaren.com but you have to spell out doctor And then Karin is K A R I N. And then it's the same on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm Dr. Karin. And I have all kinds of freebies out. And depending on when this airs, you know, I've always got programs, have retreats, I have master classes. So check it out. I would love to have some new people in there. If this resonates with you, like, let's connect and find, you know, what you want to embody next and get you to the place that you really want to be. Because there's so much power within us. That's what I want to leave everybody with. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're so much more powerful than, you know, and all that 3d dense emotion, you know, it's, it's, it's created a tripwire you and to make you forget. And that forgetting is, is a separation from who you are. Mm -hmm. So please do yourself a gift and connect to that love energy as much as you can, because it will remind you of your power because you do have a say so over what's happening in your life and that creation process can flow through you. So. Well, oh, what beautiful
0: words to end on. So thank you so much for your time today and for this really fun, really enlightening, playful, I thought it was like a playful conversation just about this this miraculous world. So thank you, Dr. Karen,
1: so much. Thank you for having me on. It was a blessing.
0: Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.